Blog Talk Radio.
True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worldwide international radio broadcast, top part of Sabbath day. Is now on the air. I'll be your host for the top part of Sabbath day. This day is the Almighty I made. This day is for me and it's for you. The Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, Sundown Saturday. That's the Almighty's day. And one day you'll find out what this is all about by keeping your mind on Him on the top part of the Sabbath and the bottom. So this is day that's in your DNA. Once you find out that you are a Israelite bloodline descendant of Israel, and once the knowledge is turned on, you will know your alarm will go off saying the Sabbath day. That means whatever I got to do, if it's not about Yahweh's business, I put it to the side until Sundown Friday, Sundown Saturday. Then whatever you want me to do, after that, let's go do it. Got it? Good. All right, let's see if we'll be on stage for the night's episode. The elder will be a few minutes late. He's uh, in a speaking engagement. Young lions in the field. And so that leads uh, the mothers to hold down in grand style. That's all that means. The mothers. And that's one thing about it. Those that step up to the plate, y'all know it. But well, we're just going to sit and find the mothers and bring them in on the top part of the Sabbath day. And we'll go from there. And sooner or later, we know, um, we know that Sister BSJ, she said, I ain't ready yet, sir, but I'm going to holler in that microphone real soon. I'm going to do my part in some Dove Says YHWH real soon. And that's a great thing. 
All right, let's, let's see if we bring the mothers in, and we'll get something going on top of the Saturday. And when the elders and the young lions uh, come on, come to the class, uh, one of the camps, one, two, three, four, five, six, we'll get them in. But well, we're going to keep it rolling until that time happens. So, Mother Eve, top part of the Sabbath day. Y'all fly beat to that Mother Eve, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. God bless you, see Israel. I'll see you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What happened, Mother? All right. Mother, Mother E. Uh, Mother Z, tell me something. Are you, uh, are, are you ready in this case? You need to come out the gate to holler at that microphone on uh, Saturday, uh, Mother, Mother Z. Hey, Mother Z, tribe of No one of them loves out of Cat 1. Y'all fly beat to that sea red. Yahweh bless and keep you. Yahweh bless and keep you, see of Israel, the royal seed. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. See, that's what it's all about. See, because we know, see, mothers, we know one thing. It's already written how this thing unfolds. And all we have to do is make sure we bring it to your attention. And according to Scripture, we got to bring it to Bring it to your attention how this thing gonna unfold. It's already written. How this thing gonna happen, who's gonna do what. If it might matter, you might even touch on a little bit of that. You never know. Let's find out something. First of all, hey Mother Eve, look right down at that Luke. Chapter twelve, chapter seven, they they ought to tell y'all about, you know, those on and remember we um okay, I got the memo. The ACCC or uh, just Big organization out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They saying, "Well, we we enjoyed the lesson, but we still want to hear more about the mark of the beast." Well, and we will allow you to talk a little bit more on the mark of the beast. You know, we got it like that. Okay, I, I hear that. So we don't know what we're gonna talk on there. Um, ACCC out of Pick, I mean, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, we don't know, over there on Fifth Street. We don't know what all we're going to talk on, but one thing we're going to do, we're going to find the mother, Mother E, and we're going to holler in that microphone a little bit. Hey, Mother E, let's see what we can get going on, and if we can do anything to help another organization that came in because they said the word that we be teaching is, uh, is a little bit different. But they, they was informed by the WCC. So, so we know one thing. We're going to get more information on them once we get the elders and the young lions all tied down at once. And we'll find out more about the ACCC out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We'll find out more about you. We see it you on the broadcast. And, uh, We'll find out more about you later. But Mother Eve, let's see if we get something going on in Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Come on. Book of Luke chapter 12, verse 12. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. You're right, Mother, what you ought to say. You can't be all over the place. That's one thing about it. You can't be all over the place. You got to be taught what you ought to say. And that's the game changer right there, Mother. 
But you know what? But who gonna be doing the talking? That's the point. Now let's see. That's pretty good, mother. Let's see who gonna be doing the talking. And who gonna be doing the talking? Let's let's find a little bit about that. Let's run to first Maccabees and a hey, mother, mother, mother V. Have me Philippians chapter four. Verse 13 and 19, waiting on me. But mother, hey, mother Eve, let's go to that first Ezra out of that red book. And let's find out something on the way of finding out something. We're going to take care of the ACCC out of, I mean, out of Philadelphia. We'll take that in about the mark of the beast a little bit later. After we get a little more background check on you, you weren't able to get no background check on you. So I forgot all about you until now come on airways. But you let me know that y'all ready to hear some more of the mark of the beast. We'll talk about it, but we want to get a little background check on you first to make sure that it is, it is something that's called the HCCC out of Settled out to Pennsylvania on Fifth Street. We'll find out more about you a little bit later. Right now, mother, let's see what we can get going on. And now, don't fear, Ezra, he's on the clock. So let's find out what he got going on, mother. Four thirty-five. Let's see what what is he saying. And first, Ezra, I that read book four thirty-five. What is he saying, Mother? Top part of the Sabbath day, come on. Look at 1 Ezra, chapter 4, verse 35. Verse 35 reads, Is he not greater than, is he not great that maketh these things? Therefore, grant, grant is the truth and Strong than all things. Great is the truth and stronger than all things. Well, they talk that mother. Let him say. He says, Great is the truth of all things. So, the most greatest thing, mother, is, of course, is now. Now, this is the angel talking to Ezra. So he let Ezra know the most greatest thing on the universe of Earth is the what, Mother? Stronger than all things. Yeah, what? What is that, Mother? What is, what is, what is stronger than all things? Okay. I guess... The angel. Well, no, no, no. We got to look at Wait, that first. The word. The word. Hey, mother, we got plenty of time. But let, let, those, let those fears just, he'll say it. Then you just repeat it after that, after you repeat that. The greatest thing is the truth, mother. The greatest oh, thing yeah. we're looking at before in the Ezra 435, great is the truth. So that's, see, you know, imagine a relationship. Don't you don't you want that relationship? Listen, one thing I 
I'm going to give you and you give me the truth. That's a relationship. See, when you got a, a relationship with your mighty one, the greatest thing you can do for him, because he's going to do for you, is give you the truth. See, that is right there. The truth. That's the key. So, so the angel is telling Ezra, the most greatest thing on the universe of a planet is the truth. That's what he's saying. The truth. So make a note of that. That's the most greatest thing. So even if you're talking to any of your little ones, listen, I'm going to give you the truth. Give me the truth. Don't be lying to me. That's the point. Don't be lying to me or just jaw-jagging along. Give me the truth. That's what he said. So that's so. So make a note of that, Mother. The greatest thing in the Bible is you receiving the truth. Now, Mother Z, in Philippians chapter 4, but we got to find out something about this truth. See, we need to precept this, Mother, about this truth. We got to precept that, too. Let's get a precept on that first, Mother E. Let's find out a little bit more about this truth. Who is this truth? The greatest thing is the truth. Who is the truth? Let's precept the Bible in 14, verse 6 of St. John and see who is the truth. <laughs> Mother E, 14, verse 6. Let's find out who is the truth. St. John, chapter 14, verse 6. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, 14, verse 6. Yahweh the Son said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mother E, the truth is Yahweh. So he said, I'm the truth. He broke it down, made it plain, I'm the truth. So he said, the greatest thing is the truth in the first Ezra 435. Then once we precept that to 14, verse 6, he, he wants the world to know the most greatest thing is the truth. Because it's going to take us to this mark of the beast. It's it going to take us in that direction. Maybe not in this lesson. We might be in it. I don't know. But the greatest thing is the truth. But now, Mother, Mother E, let's get a little bit more on that, 1717 in St. John. Let's get one more witness on that truth. He said the greatest thing is the truth. So we got to find out more about this truth, Mother. We're going to St. John 1717. Yes, ma'am, 1717. Let's get another precept on that, truth. Look at St. John chapter 17, verse 17. Mm-hmm. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Now look at that, Mother. Look what we all got. So the great, the greatest thing is the truth. The truth is Yahweh the Psalms, and, and the truth is Yahweh the Psalms' words. So they are there. So don't let nothing ever get in your mind that supersedes over what we just heard. Is Yahweh the Psalms, his word is the truth. So always, we got the 
read, got the whole precept set up, stand up. We got the precept laid out. We know what it's about. So we clear. So when, if anybody stands before you, ministering to you, you want them to, to deliver you the word because the word is the truth. That's right. So now, that's excellent. Now let's run to Mother Z and find out what's going on in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13 and 19. Let's find out, let's see what we can do with this, Mark. We're going to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Let's take a peep at that and see what's going on. 413, what it say? Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 and 19. Verse Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Verse 13. I can do all things through Yahweh the Son which strengthened me. Verse 19. But but my Yahweh shall supply all but my Yahweh shall supply all your needs according to his riches in his honor by in his honor by Yahweh the Son, Yahweh, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So we can do we can do all things in him. That's why we gotta make sure. We wanna make sure when we go into battle, that's one thing we got with us is a call. Uh, mother, we have to make sure when we go into battle, the precept that to Zachariah. We want to make sure. We want to make sure, Mother, in the book of Zachariah, it's something we want to make sure. Because this world got a lot of gadgets in it. But one thing we got to make sure, Mother, Mother Z, that we want to make sure that in Zechariah chapter 9, we got a 914 working with us, Mother. When we step out, we want to make sure we, we got us a 914 of Zechariah. What that say, Mother, 914 of Zechariah? Zechariah chapter 9. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 14. Verse 14. And the Yahweh shall be seen over them, and his error shall his error shall go forth as the light, and his error shall go forth as the lightning, and the Yahweh Yahweh shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with whirlwinds of the sound south. Mm-hmm. So, Mother, we want to make sure our Yahweh is seen over us. So you have to make sure we understand that we want to, when we in-house, in out-of-house, we want to make sure one thing, our Yahweh, he stands before us. And Joshua said something, Mother, that we what we must do to have our Yahweh 
before us. In 14, verse 9, a number. Let's see what we got to do, uh, Mother. What we got to do to have our Yahweh seen over us. Let's look at 14, verse 9, and see what we got to do. Number 14, verse 9. Let's talk about it, Mother. Come on. Numbers chapter 14, verse 9. Verse 9. Only re, only re, re, only, re, only rebel not eat against the Yahweh, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Yahweh is with us. Fear them not. Yeah, Moses. But see, but he's saying Yahweh, but don't rebel because Yahweh is with us. And whether we know it or not, Moses, the world, according to 14, verse 9, no, you have to say out a little bit. Look down at that 14. What is the world if we got our Yahweh before us? According to that verse right there, 14, 9. What is the world? If we got our Yahweh before us, what is the world to us according to 14, verse 9? What is the world to us, Mother? See? Okay, um, they are, they are bread for us. Excellent, excellent, mother. Excellent. That's what I'm trying to say. See, and see, we need to know this to pass it on. The world is bread to us. The key to it is to make sure we got our Yahweh right. And that's why, and that's the game changer right there. See, you don't leave long without them before you. I remember Brother told me once, about a time ago, he said, hey, Sid, you, you want to come hang out with me? I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to a place where I said, can I bring my Yahweh with me? Uh, he said, no, 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 this place, you can't bring that. You got to leave that up. I said, no, I can't go then, brother. I can't go nowhere unless I, unless I know I can take my Yahweh with me. Anything might jump off. I want to make sure I got the game changer. No, it, it, I'm not, I can't. I can't be going, I can't be caught up nowhere unless my Yahweh is with me. I know he's the game changer. So it, it ain't nothing that excited in this world that I'm going to be in a place where my Yahweh can't come. See? So now, so I told him, no, no, I, 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 Yahweh can't come with me. Uh-uh. Wherever I go, I'm taking my um my Bible with me. So I'm going to talk to Yahweh. He said, no, no, this place ain't about that. I said, no, brother, I can't, I can't go there. My Yahweh can't come there. I can't go. I know this is, um, got to have a Yahweh with me, is all I can say. Now, that's good. So now, now, you know, this, this memo is splashing across the network. You know, but see, that's why I got to wait. Until, you know, uh, the young lions and the elders, you know, you know get 
to get a little bit better. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with this um mob of the beast and this organization. But I need to know more about this organization now. So mother, I'm not gonna have to put that on, on y'all. But uh, we gonna um, we're gonna find out a little bit more about this organization that's on Pittsburgh. Or, I mean, Philadelphia, because they say they uh, they enjoyed, but they but the program went off too soon. I swear, the program went off three hours. I mean, I mean, how much how much longer want the program to be? It be on three hours. See what it is, see mother, what it is. See, the world gonna come looking for the boyfriend to us like too late. That's why we we trying to get in order. The American, the American counter Christian Church, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, okay. <laughs> Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. They on Fifth Street, and they say that we got um, then we got two chairmen and four um. Commissioners, and we got a president, and we told them about this broadcast after we heard from the WCC. So we need, we want to hear some more about this. Um, the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. Is it a chip? How do you get the mark of the beast? And. And our opinion is the mark of the, of the beast is going to be something planted inside of you. What do you think about it, fear Israel? Well, um, let me throw a couple things out there, Mother Eve. Bible information in First Thessalonians 5, can you have those three out? We, we, we want to we, we, we talk about it for a minute. Okay, your exact address is 105 South 5th Street and, and Philadelphia. Okay, good. All right, good. All right, good. Okay, now, Mother, we want to see how we'll take a look at this one. We still got to get a little bit more resume on this um, A C C C Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We're really more information later. But I tell you what, mother, can you have those see out in the book of Job? It's a card boy. Something he said, mother. I know I said first Thessalonians. I, I know I said that, but I, I want to get there too. But now, you know, I have to make a little detour for a minute because something that needs to be laid out. In Job chapter 11, verse 2 down to verse 6, mother. Let's take a look and see what Ishakar's voice says. In Job chapter 11, verse 2 down to verse 6. What did it say that, Mother E? The book of Job, chapter 11, verses 2 to 6, 
chapter 11, verse 2. Mm-hmm. Should not the multitude of the, the world be answered? And should a man full, full of talk be justified? Verse 3. Should they lie, make men hold their peace? And when thou mockest, shall, shall no man make thee ashamed? For thus have said, my doctrine is true, and I am clean in thine eyes. Verse 5. But oh, that Yahweh would speak and open his lips against thee. Verse 6. And that he would show thee the secret of wisdom. That they are double to that which is known. Therefore, that Yahweh exact of thee less than thine iniquity deserve. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, mother, that, that was some big topic there. And uh, let's let's go over that again, mother. I mean, you know, let's go over that again. Now, now you now you now you drop the bombshell on this national audience, and we just want to take our time and look at that again, Mo. Now you don't say a whole lot in that read. You got a whole lot of good stuff up in there. Let's go back over that again. Let's um let's look at one verse at a time, and let's and let's let's analyze these verses, mother. Okay. Uh, you, you, know, you know the reason why we say that, mother. Let me let me. Help me out, Mother Z. Is the reason why we just said that. In the 14th chapter of First Corinthians, that Mother Z. See, it's it's a it's the reason why we said that, Mother. In the 14th chapter of a book called First Corinthians, 14 and there's a statement. Written in fourteen chapter, mother, verse nineteen. Hey, mother, and fourteen, verse number nine. Can you help those see out and tell the national order? Read that. Take the time and, and lay that at that fourteen, verse nine, out of first Corinthians fourteen, verse number nine. What that say, that mother? See. Um, uh, first Corinthians chapter fourteen. Verse nine. So likewise, yeah, let, let get that. Well, hold on. Let, let Mother Z get. Let Mother Z get all get that verse out the way. We want you stay where you at. Because some here in First Corinthians fourteen verse nine. Uh, <laughs> take the time there, uh, Mother Z, and look at this fourteen verse nine, and help those see out. There's something in here. <laughs> Make it. Uh, Nine, nine and nineteen. Hey, mother, verse nine and nineteen. Hey, mother Z, look at that verse nine and then skip down to verse nineteen. What does that say? First Corinthians. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians, chapter fourteen, verse nine and. 
1 Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter chapter 14 verse 9 verse 9 so like so likewise he accepts he and uttered by the tongue words easier to be understood how should it be known with what is spoken of you for you shall speak unto the air. So when we call this broadcast mode, I know you know we've been a we've been around six months account been around, but we have to redirect some things, mother. And we gonna have to get them easy things to be understood. Because you know, all our life We've been taught one way, but when you examine that mother, it's it's not adding up. Just like when we examine about and we believe things all our life, but once we examine what you believe, you know, it'd be like to give the uproar. That's why we gotta speak. We gotta come on the broadcast. We can we can do a two hundred scriptures at a time. We can go back to back off. But what good is it doing? Now watch mm-hmm. watch, watch watch the verse nineteen say. First mm-hmm. uh, Corinthians chapter fourteen verse nineteen verse nineteen. Yet in the temple church. Yet in the church, yeah. yet in the church, I have rather spoke five words with my understanding than by my voice. I might, I might teach others also. Then ten thousand words in. And unknown tongue in an unknown tongue. Yeah, so what, you, what, what we read, mother? Did we rather just put five words out here in three hours? If we can get some get some breakdown with understanding, I'm still doing a thousand scriptures. Did we can do a thousand scriptures? But what we have found out, mother, by doing so many scriptures and those that have been brought up in Christianity or Islam or Judaism. When we do back-to-back, back-to-back scriptures, they is automatic loss because they, in a, in a church setting, you ain't going to get, if you get three scriptures out the Bible, yeah, you better hit that plate three, four, five times behind that. I mean, the preacher don't really sweat. If he, he'll tell his sermons on yeah. on a certain word, on a certain word, then he'll close the book and he'll start talking on it. And so then and there, you can check your brain. My back, you can just ask him if you want to borrow my brain because I don't have no need for it. Because the preacher ain't going to give you but a couple verses 
Then from that point on, he's just going to put all kinds of spins on it. And that's why the world is in the condition they're in now. And that's why we got to come and we got to recognize on the background of Christianity. Christianity, you do not need a brain. Because a brain in Christianity, you only talk things that your mama, your daddy, Uncle Pete talk, and the preacher going to bring the same thing in. And when you come to the church, you just sit there and basically go to sleep and wait on the band to play and get happy with the band and go home. That's it. You don't learn nothing. You never go to church and get uh, a mother You never go and get a 24, 32, and 45 of Luke. Let's see now. Now, the, the ACCC, I don't know. I don't know about the yet, but I'm going to get around to what you, what, what you want us to talk about on that um, mark of the beat. But we'll get around that. We've got a long time. We're just going to throw some on the table. Now, tell me something. If you're a Christian, do you ever, do you, have you ever, left the Christian church, Islam or Judaism, and this happened to you, that mother getting ready to read, and boop, 24, 32, and 45. What did you say that mother is? Book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 32, and verse 45. Verse 32, and they said, one to another. Did not our mind burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Verse 45. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Hear that, mother? So. See, we can make your mind burn. You know, we can make your mind burn by opening up the scriptures to you. We can open this thing up for you. And your mind's going to burn. Because if you want to help any of your relatives, seniors, or whatever, just show them how you do it first and tell them Father you. You read a verse, then go with the precepts of that verse, and tell them you do it now. Guess what you do? Breath in there for them to, they can read all day long. But when you tell them and show them the precept to it, their brain got to kick in and go find the precept. So after you give it to them, and guess what you're doing now? You're giving their brain an exercise. Then they'll be more sharper than you think. Because when you precept your Bible, that's when you get to understand it. Precepting, you get to understand it. So Mother E, in the 28th chapter, verse 9 of Isaiah, remember, always bring the seer in. Bring, always bring the seer in and see what he says in Isaiah 28, verse 9. What do you say that, Mother Eve, we can read? 28, verse 9. Isaiah chapter 28. Okay, let me get back there. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 9. I 
Isaiah chapter 28, verse 9 reads, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse 10. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Mm-hmm. So you got to go here a little and there a little. You can read this book. Oh, you can read three chapters a day. So what? If you don't do it the way the man tell you to do it, you just read three chapters a day. Your brain only going to work properly building your brain up and building yourself up when your precept must be upon precept. You got to go here a little bit and there a little bit. That's the only way you can start helping your brain before God could give you a prescription for your brain. The best prescription for your brain is precepting your Bible. Now, come back and read verse 9 again, Mother. I'm going to get a case for Verse 9 again. Read verse 9 again. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the grace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, what we're going to do, Mother, we're going to preach up that one verse. What do you mean to understand doctrine? To understand doctrine. We'll just preach up the Bible and see what you're talking about. Just go to Proverbs 4, verse 2. Now, what's that supposed to mean? We're going to Proverbs 4, verse 2, and see what that means. To understand doctrine, what are you saying? But you understand, doctor. What he's saying? Yeah, let's see what he's saying. We go on to Proverbs four, verse two, and see how you understand doctrine. Okay. The book of Proverbs, chapter four, verse two. Proverbs chapter four, verse two. For I give you good doctrine. For sake, for sake. You not my love. Ain't that something, mother? So the only way you on understand the, the doctrine, which is his law, you gotta first keep his law. Then he'll come. Then he'll come and um. Then he'll come and do something with you. He'll, he'll, he'll do something with your big mother. Let's see what he do with your big in Revelation. He'll do something big. He'll do something real big with you. Let's go find out what he do real real big with your Revelation. Now, we're going to find out what he'll do with you real big. If you follow his rules and regulations, then something he'll do with you that we can read. Let's see, what, let's see if we can read in Revelation, Mother. Something he'll do with you. He'll do something that we can read, Mother. We're going in Revelation and find out. If you do it the way he just told you to do, it's something he said he'll do. Now, I'm struggling a little bit, Mother, right now. But I know I'm over in Revelation Peeping. This is what he'll do if um, 
you do what he tell you to do. Let's see what he say he'll do. Uh, struggling, mother. Right now, I'm struggling. You know, I'm, I'm kind of struggling right now. But he's saying he'll do something with you that we can read. And but but the overseer is struggling right now. So so he say he'll do something, mother. And let's let's get down to verse number twenty. Twenty-two. You know, he'll struggle every now and then. But now, if you do doctrine with keeping the law, then something he said he'll do. But he told John what he'll do. Let's see what he told John he'll do, Mo. And the third chapter, verse 20, down to verse 22. What did he say? Okay. Let's, let's see what he said he'll do. Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 to 22. Verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will speak with him and he with me. Verse Verse 21, to him that overcome will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcome and am sit down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto this. Congregation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up to the church, the congregation of Israel. So, uh, mm-hmm. he says now, in verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If mm-hmm. any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and talk with you. Mm-hmm. Do your mind, see, right? You want your mind? He's not going to come. Uh, bam, bam, bam on your door. No, no, no. See, that's what we're going to take. The Bible is, um, got to look, hey, Mother E, Mother Z. See, the Bible is for the Psalms chapter 12, verse 2 or 3, Mother. Hey, Mother Z, we're going to Psalms chapter 12, verse 2 or 3. See, understand when you're reading this Bible, you can look at all the degrees you got on the wall. It's not going to hold up. Because what he's saying is stand at the door and knock. Mm-hmm. But what we fail to understand, he's talking about the knocking on the door of your mind. Your mind. And we're going to get a precept by Mother Z in Psalm mm-hmm. 12, verse 2 and 3. Hey, hey Mother Z, what can we read out of yeah. Psalm 12, verse 2 and 3? Can you right now, fear. All right. Come on, Mother Give me that. Well, Give me that. Psalms 12, verse 2 and 3. Okay. The book of Psalms, chapter 12, verses 2 and verse 3. They speak vanity, everyone, with his neighbor, with flattering 
flattering lips, and with a double mind do they speak. Verse 3, the Yahweh shall cut off all flattering lips, and the tongue that speaketh proudly things. Mm-hmm. Because they got what going on, mother? What 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 they got, mother? In um, and twelve verse two, what what's going on again, mother? In twelve two, they speaking vanity, and they got uh, flattering lips. Uh, according to verse two, they got a double tongue. They got a double heart. They got they they otherwise they got they got a double head. They got a double head, but you, you only see one head. Their body can be closed by you, but their head is somewhere else. They got a double. Now let's precept that to Sarah 42, 24, mother. See, you Sarat. cannot have, yeah, Sarah 42, 24. See, you cannot have, to understand this, you can't have a double mind, double heart. You know you ain't got no two hearts. That's why you got to understand what this Bible saying when 11 verse number 6 says, all things are double. Because you read it one way, you cannot take it the way that you read it because the meaning is somewhere else. The Bible has a Torah 42.24, mother. What can we read out of Torah 42.24? The book of Torah, chapter 42, verse 24. Chapter 42, verse 24. All things are double, one against another, and he has made nothing in person. That's good. That's good right there. So all things are double. When you read this Bible, it got a double meaning to it. And you'll go with the literal meaning, and then you'll run with it. They're like the mark or the beast. Everybody looking for the mark or the beast to be to be one way, but the Bible tells you how you find out the alpha to this mark or the beast. Now, mother, let's let's take a look at how would you find out the alpha to the does everything have a double meaning? Let's find out how would you find out about the mark of the beast. Let's first of all let's look at John and one verse nine down to verse eleven. And leave all them good words in there, the church and all that, because we going and run a a exercise and exhibit on one nine through eleven. Let's look at Revelation chapter one. 9 through 11, Mother E. We're going to take our time and, and we're going to peep at it a little bit of this small <laughs> Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 down to verse 11. Let's peep at it a little bit, Mother. We peep at it just to wet the HCCC beak. We wet the beak a little bit by looking at a book called Revelation chapter 1, verse number 9 through 11. And leave all them good words in there called the church and all. 
and all that. We leave all that good stuff up in there. So we we better see we take care of some business on the way of taking care of some business. One, nine, ten, and eleven. Come on, mother. The book of Revelation, chapter one, verse nine to eleven. Verse nine. I John, who also am your brother and a companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Yahweh Yahweh was in this island that is called Patmos for the word of Yahweh and for the testimony of Yahweh Yonan. Okay. Verse 10. I was in the spirit on Yahweh's day and heard behind me a great voice as, as of a trumpet. Verse 11. Saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches, which are at Asa, unto Ephesians. Just, uh, just, uh, just say the first submission and keep it moving. They'll, they'll pick it up. Yep. Ephesians and unto Samaria Samar- and mm-hmm. unto and mm-hmm. unto Charis and unto Sardin and unto Philadelphia and unto Ladassa. Mm-hmm. So now John, the, the angel told him to do some writing, and I, I want you to send it to the seven churches that was in Asia. Mm-hmm. Now you see that, mother? He said, mm-hmm. I, I want you to send it to the seven churches that was in Asia. What's so, up? Who, who is these seven churches that was in Asia? Let's find out, mother, in the 21st chapter. Of that. Now, who, who was now John was the right to seven churches in Asia. Asia is what you call today you can call it China and Japan. So he so he writes over to the people in China and Japan. Yeah. Okay. Well, was it a, a specific people that he was writing to that was to the seven churches? You mean it was churches in Asia? Yeah. But we gonna find out who was in these churches, mother. That was in Asia. We go on to the twenty first chapter of the book of Acts. And we wanna find out who is in Asia that these seven churches. We go on to Acts 21, 27. So listen real good. Then we'll expound what mother is reading. Now John is writing the hereafter. So John is writing around 96 AD. And the angel told him to write, start writing to the seven churches 
that's in Asia. That's what he's saying. So, we know today over in Asia is, is just, uh, the Chinese man and the Japanese man. They ate a big headquarters in Asia. But at the time of 96 AD, let's see who John was writing to in Asia that we can read. 21, verse 27. The book of Acts, chapter 21, verse 27. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Yahzai Judas, which were our uh, Asa, Asa. Stop it there. Stop it there. Stop it there. Stop it there. That's all we need. So, Mother, who was he writing to in Asia that had dominion over seven big major churches in Asia, which is called China and Japan. Who was he writing to according to 21, verse 27? Who was that over there he was writing these letters to according to 21, verse 27? Look right down at, at the two, two lines. Take a deep breath first, mother. Take a deep breath. Then when old fear kind of get off, get off the microphone, then you respond to old fear. And 21, 27. Who is these seven churches he write to according to at 21, 27? Now you all, mother, come on. Okay, he was writing to, uh, y'all got Judah was writing to Asa. Oh, so he was writing to Judah. So Judah, the Israelite, was in Asia having several major churches in Asia. So, so, and that's when you do the research. The ancient peoples of Asia is the sinners of Shem, and also Judah was there too. That's why you got when you do your research of those. If you ask the China man today or the Asian man today, who is your forefather? They'll tell you this. The one that they call come out of the Middle East. You didn't know that. You, you ain't brought up, you ain't brought the children of Israel nowhere. Children of Israel was in every nation from the sun, even from ancient times. They always have been every place. Yeah. So now he was writing to, he wasn't writing to the Chinese. He wasn't writing to the Japanese. The angel told him to write to the seven churches that's in Asia, because over in Asia, at that time, was Israelite from the tribe of Judah. And then it's right there. Israelite. From the tribe of Judah, they was over there in Asia, and they had seven major churches that's in Asia. You see that? So what we're going to do, Mother, we're going to pause now. I hear on a guy, a guy that great meeting. He'll tell you all about this broadcast, and we'll, we'll <laughs> tag in our ear and let him <laughs> tell you all about this broadcast. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of background noise. I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, WCC, I, I, I try to tap in our ear. We heard a whole lot of sounds in the background. We should do what? Let's say WCC. Try it again, there. Okay. 
Latter-day Saints and the Roman Catholic Church out of New York with Dick Timothy Dolan and his committee board. Make sure they tune in to Boston. Well, I'm glad they're home. We'll be able to get you let you know who bring his broadcast. I want you to look up there and tell me who is the American Council of Christian Church in Bethlehem, They say they like the way we talk. They were invited to the room by the Mark or the beast, but they want to hear more. So, but we're going to find out a little bit more about them. Do they even exist? But once you tell this national audience over 900,000 strong and growing about who bring this broadcast and how long we're going to be on and what time we'll be on tomorrow, then I want you to look up and tell me about the American Council of Christian Church. They said they located on 5th Street in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. They, well, they say they are international. We want to find out more about them. But who best to investigate them is IL. So right now we bring IL in and he'll tell you about what's going on with this broadcast. Then we'll zero in on the American Council of Christian Church. Let's get a background check on this, Elder, Mr. Tibbs. Right now, Elder, Mr. Tibbs, Israel, Yaqua BJC Roy. And Yaqua bless you, see Israel, see Israel, hallelujah, Yaqua. All right, Elder, I'll be with you, Yaqua bless you. All right. Well, Elder, we won't. We want the national audience to know exactly who bring this broadcast and what we own. And, and once you uh, take a deep breath and get past all of what we own, then I want you to bring up the, the American Council of Christian Church and tell me what they own after you do your part in bringing us to the table and put them on the count. You on the clock, come on. Once again, Yaquan Bush is here, Israel. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among a cast of over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And we got to give them a blessing, too, because they deserve it. If they're here trying to get them some dust, says Yahweh, that's a good thing, because they can pass the word as they've got it from us. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, loud bump of gums for some people's righteous learning, and Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yaqua's Ministry. Coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost about Yaqua's Word. Learning how to connect the books, your health, foods you should eat, and keeping those Sabbath days. And we do this because you have not. And this is information you came to seek and have now found and the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadav. We'll open unto you on non-Sabbath days, which we call normal days, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday, once again, unless we have a high day, 
or a special event. However, as I said, we do have a Sabbath class, and the top part of Sabbath is Friday, which we're in now. And that class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. The bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until temple members desire to leave. Now, we also have a website address. might be pretty interesting to check that. To do that, enter tribeyada.com. And after click enter, look for tribeyada.com. Very simple, dash Israel. Right on the big line, when you select it, you will see some choices. One will be ties and offers. Click the PayPal and follow the instructions. Now, on any other device, you might see menu. But after clicking that, you'll still see choices. And doing so, remember what it tells all of us in the Book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Aqua, your kindred to the people. Give unto the Aqua, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring him off and come into his courts. Now, I always have to remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yaqua loves the children of And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you Thus says Yaqua line. Also for building a school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods, we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. <laughs> also while there, don't forget to check our calendar. Now that calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program. This feature is available during our broadcast time. To get there, just enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the True Israelite Tribe of Yadda. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. And it is really jumping. But I guess that was all that noise that was in the background because I was testing out the live broadcast on somebody's system. But anyway, we also have a few numbers that you can call with Yaqua in mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international number where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on which can be answered by any one of the six learning camps of Yaqua's ministry. But also in saying that, I'll have to remind you, do not call this number trained to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling that same number, you can order what our members, listening members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we'll probably have to remind you, please do not contact the SEER, your email, phone, or text before broadcasts or afterwards. The SEER is usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, 
announcing many memos, and now even in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. And that's besides setting up the broadcast, before broadcast time. Hard for me to even mention all that stuff. But anyway, please use our international line, 224-600-5579. If the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging dial tone. Now, if you've happened to miss the beginning of today's program, catch the entire show at 10.30, after 10.30 p.m. And to do that, just enter three words, Dalkwan Radio Live. And after you click enter, find Voices of the Truth, like Driver God Down. Just choose the program that you were late logging into or any previous day on that list that you would like to listen. And you'll find now during our normal broadcast broadcasts, we are also simultaneously transmitting on Pop Talk, which we got working very loud, as you can tell. You can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, and now even your smartwatch. Just make sure you download it to Pop Talk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American, look for voices of the Trivialites, tribe of Gantau. You'll find a room will hold 50 or more listing participants, where Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education. And online there to answer those on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs of Israel, along with Seer Israel writing a shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And you'll find that Broad Talk ends before teaching time. We will continue teaching on Pell Talk. I'll be with you all. But for our speaking numbers, when we are giving those scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly to the listening members that we have over 900,000. So we don't want to give them confusion. We want to give them a righteous understanding. And a reminder of that is given in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. And reading that reminder in 33, it says, For Yahweh is not the author of confusion, but of peace in all churches, the covenant of the saints. Because when we do this, we actually keep those biblical scriptures in mind. But when you find those that are trying to win the bump the guns contest, which you often do, they're the ones that miss all the Yahweh's glory which is said unto them. Because here we're rehearsing a righteous act and also teaching the righteous act to learn the words of Yahweh. And again, that reminds us in St. John, chapter 14, verse 26. So we can start to do what I said, learning these words of Yahweh. We'll press a program back to our seer Israel and let the teaching yet begin. Hallelujah. Well, I'm sorry, Father. We got Ryan, but um, uh, you've done an extra part on my that spread. I want you to kind of give me a background check on um, American Council of Christian Church, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay. And see I got it. Is that covered? Uh, I, I, I like that, and the mothers like that too. Let's let's talk about that for a minute, because um, 
they was invited to our room by the WCC because they, because they make some statements. Um, hold that point. Because the statement they make, hey, hey Mother E, they make some statement in two verse, three verse eight of Esther. Can you help me out, Mother? And Esther three verse eight before they ever bring that in, a verse just came to the mind. And Esther three verse eight. Because they were told that we are a Esther three verse eight. What do they say, Mother? Mother E. Esther three verse number eight. Mother, um, Mother E, look right down at Esther chapter three. And take a deep breath now, Mother. Now and just deliver three verse eight of Esther. E S T H E R. What that say that Mother come out? The book of Esther, chapter three, mm-hmm. verse eight. And Haman said. Yeah. And Haman said unto King Esther, There is a certain people gathered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of the kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. Yeah, they say that um, WPC, we can read between the lines. We know that the the ACCC, it's only on the broadcast because the WCC have informed them Mm -hmm. according to Three verse eight again, mother. Can you have to see? I'll read that again, mother. According to three verse eight. See, see what flatter? See, none of those are fixing on the count. We understand that what's really going on, and that's why we take our time and try to teach the Bible uncut. But mother, read that again, and if you if you can help me, and the elder be standing by to. Um, Agree or add more to it, or he'll say hallelujah. So when you agree, just say hallelujah. Well, mother, read that verse again and break that verse down or pass it on. Read again, three verse eight. Esther chapter three, verse eight. And Haman said unto the king, Esther, there is a certain people gathered abroad and dispersed among the people and all the problems of the kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophets to suffer them. Mm-hmm. So what is that saying there, Mother? You want to take a shot at it or you want to pass it on? You want to take a shot at it? Now you want to pass it on. Well, what I would say that uh the it's it's talking about uh uh Israel and 
And uh, they're not keeping, they keeping their own laws. They're not keeping the laws of Hema. Uh, mm-hmm. They're keeping the laws, the Israelite laws. And they they don't, they diverted from uh, the laws of the king, the laws of the kingdom of the providence. Uh, so, uh, Therefore, it is it is saying that it, uh, it is not profit for them to for the king for them keeping their own laws. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Um. Uh, hey, Elder, you wanna hallelujah for all that? You wanna add some more to that, Elder? I I can add some more to it and say hallelujah for also at the same time because. You see that in some of the churches that we are talking about on this broadcast. They teach uh, things with their own understanding mm-hmm. and think they're right, but they despise Yahweh's commandments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, their own will. Hey, hey, Mo- That's hey Moses, give me um, Nehemiah 2, verse 10, then we're going to read what they ever got. Give me Nehemiah Two verse ten, Moses. Nehemiah two ten. Okay. Thank you. Nehemiah two ten. Yeah, it's Moses. Moses, you want to pick this up, Moses? Two verse ten. Nehemiah. Yes, Nehemiah chapter two verse ten. Hmm. When when some when some when some when some the Horonite and mm-hmm. Tobias the servant the Amorite heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that thou would come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. You see that, Mother? So the other nations, they were grieved because a, a man came called the Sixth Anointed Council, brought the other Jewish lightning. And we enlightened people of some things, and that makes people make phone calls, Mother, Mother, Elvis. They make phone calls because they can be grieved that what they've been taught all their life and it's it a threat now to bosses of a Jewish life because a lot of things that they've been taught, we examine it and find out that it's not right. Like what we get ready to teach on now, and I'll touch on some more about the mark or the beast. So, but you got people who do things not for your benefit now. So mm-hmm. now we bring the elder in and find out about this. Is, is it an organization exists at all called the ACCC on Fifth Street in Pennsylvania? See, see, we put our investigators, the whole elder on it. Now the elder get ready to talk about it. 
before we go in this part. Now, yo, take your time, bring in the ACC, the ACCC. Do that exist? Period. Come on. Okay. Uh, looking up the ACC, yeah, they do exist. It's the American Council of Christian Churches, called the ACCC. And it's described as a fundamentalist organization set up in opposition to the Federal Council of Churches. Now, National Council of Churches and the council motto is what they have listed here as Jude 3, earnestly uh, contending uh, on the earth. And there's another uh, explanation, which is a little bit more feasible. Take a look at that. It says the American Council of Christian Churches is a fundamentalist multi-denominational, which, you know, all the different faiths, organization which provides information, encouragement, and assistance to those that need it. Now, that's something. But you said a statement, but have you noticed that one thing about, I, I, I use, for example, Esau and Messiah's property. They'll hit the banging on each other's head until you come present. Then they'll make sure they'll stop what they're doing and, and, and make sure they keep you, keep you, you know, they, they'll get to fighting among themselves, no doubt about it. And that would happen to the northern and southern kingdom of Israel. When when the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom continue their battle between each other, that opened the door for the spirits to come in and strip us down the middle because they strip themselves down the middle. Now, the other just said that the ACC and the WCC, they get they at odds against each other. But when it comes down to Delivering up forces of the two Israelites, they'll come together on that. See, they'll come together on that. So that's what we get. That's what I'm getting out of it. That did, I, I did you speak on who founded I'm that? Glad, yeah. I'm well, glad. you know, the, the history of uh, creation of, of uh, the ACC is kind of interesting. They were founded back in uh, 1941 under the leadership of Carl McIntyre. That's what developed that. He did. Okay. And and and, and what you just brought out on the table, they at odds with the WCC. But but they've been invited by the WCC because they say it's a ministry contrary to everything we teach. Because all remember, remember the um, when you do the research about King James and what was his rise and fall, because King James' parents and everything that he was brought up, they was um, they was basically Protestants, and all of a sudden he became Catholic. Then you had two groups split up called the Protestants and the Catholics. And the big battle they had over there in Europe was 
between the Protestants and the Catholics, but both of them were Christians. But the Protestants and the Catholics got together to deliver you up. So now you just read between the lines on that. So don't so don't think that that it's a pat on the back because we have that's the guess it's called the American Council of Christian Church over there in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. No, we they is saying the WCC saying we got a problem and we need to come together and see what we can do about the bosses of a Jewish life. So we clear about it. But although we gonna touch on the mark or the beast, but we is not Blind to know the real meaning because Elvis brought it out. Y'all got a, a Hatfield and McCoy battle going all the time, but y'all gonna stop battling for a minute to make sure you get the, the six and on the council bosses up to his life and up under control. Then y'all go back and fight them on y'all So we clear what, what's going on. Okay, good. All right, good. So now we understand that. So we understand that now. So we got to check they do exist. And that was the final information you brought out. But they going to the nail. But when it comes down to you, they'll stop what they're doing and zero in on you. And they'll go back among the Hatfields and McCoys after they get you back in straight. Good. All right. Now, all right, we're going to say enough from that. So let's take a look at this um, mark of the beast a little bit. And we find out, Mother Mother E, you read a statement that when you deal with this mark of the beast, you must understand that it makes a statement, the mark of the beast, in Revelation chapter 14, Mother. 14, verse number 8. Now, remember, you read John was on an isle called Patmos. See, John was in captivity. So when you're in captivity, mother, if you're in the penitentiary, you're in jail. When you write a letter, most of the time that whatever letter that is written going out or coming in is read by those that's in power. So you just ain't sending no letter out without them knowing about it. So John was in captivity when he was writing to the seven churches. So John cannot speak as plainly just like Paul could not speak when he went to Rome in 1, 5, and 7. He couldn't plainly speak, but he spoke. Matter of fact, how did Paul speak? I mean, how did Yahweh spoke? Let's, uh, let's look at Mother, hold that promise you got. Hold that there. Let's, let's, let me lay a little foundation. Because when you read Revelation chapter 1, 9 through 11, we found out, hey, yo, read that Revelation 1, 9 again, because I want to kind of get my thoughts back up. I know my thoughts is clear, but I want to bring back Revelation 1, verse 9, yo. Read that verse again, 1, verse 9 of Revelation. Okay. Looking at Revelation chapter 1. Reading verse number nine. Uh-huh. Nine says, I, John, who also am your brother 
and companions in tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of Yahweh the Son was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of Yahweh and for the testimony of Yahweh the Son. That reminds me of that. You know what he's saying? He said, no, I'm, I'm in prison. He was on an island. He was put in jail. So he writes from the jail. So Paul is writing from the Romans got him in jail. So now when Paul writing his letter, he's not getting the post office man to go directly. The letter Paul is writing, it got to be examined by the jailers before they let it go out. So Paul cannot speak plainly. And so that's why he said, Elder, and three, three, I mean, 13, chapter, verse 18. Look what he says in, in Revelation 13, 18. So remember, we've been in captivity so long that when the angel came to John, he wasn't writing that he had to write another type of way. Let's see what he wrote on the Isle of Patmos up on a, he was in jail. He was on an Isle called Patmos, and he was in prison on that island. So whatever he wrote, he had to give it to the, the turnkeys, and they read the letter, and they sent it on. So let's see what he wrote and why did he write what he write. And we're going to... The 13th chapter, Elder. And look at verse 18. Look, look what he wrote in 13, 18 of Revelation. Listen to this. Book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse number 18. 18 says, Here's wisdom. Let him that had understanding count the number of the beasts. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Now, when John wrote that, now remember, understand the situation John upon is like Paul going to Rome. Paul was sent by Yahweh to Rome to the Israelites that was in Rome. So he couldn't be talking to overthrow anything because right then and there, Paul know he could have lost his neck. Same thing about John. John is in prison. He's on the aisle called Pablo. So when he wrote the letter, he had to give it to the guard, and the guard had to read it to make sure it wasn't no threat there, and then he passed the letter on. So now he said, count the number of the beast, and the beast is 666. And he said it, um, 666, how many times he said 666 there, Elder? How many times he said the number of the beast and his number is 666? That's three times. See, his number is 666, that's three times. See, three times is just like seven. It is a completion. Okay, case in point. Three and seven is completion. Now, Look at mother's mother, mother Eve. Look at a verse in twelve, verse six, and let's talk about our words. Twelve, 
verse number six. Let's look at 12, verse six, real carefully. 12, verse number six. Hallelujah. 12, verse six. Let's look at 12, verse six there. Revelation chapter 12, verse 6. And the woman leads unto the wilderness. But she now, had. Wait, hold on up. Hold on up. Hold on. I mean, um, um, make that, um, not Revelation. Make that, um, the book of Psalms 12, verse 6. Give me Psalms 12, verse 6. You make it Psalms 12, verse 6. 12, verse 6 is Psalms. The book of Psalms, chapter 12, verse 6. Psalms, chapter 12, verse 6. Psalms, chapter 12. Psalms, chapter 12, verse 6. The word of the Yahweh are true words. As still tried in a furnace of the earth, purified seven times. So his word is purified seven times. That means confection, I mean complete. See, the word seven is complete. Seven is complete. Three is complete. Three and seven is complete. But we just got to read something in Revelation that he writes about something. Again, he'll read it, read it again. He writes about something to the seven churches that's in Asia, and we found that the seven churches in Asia is the children of Israel, tribe of Judah. Judah's over there. He's over there in Asia. Now that we're going to find out, some churches he's writing to, he's writing to Judah. But he's writing the letters by the angel, so, but he has to get clearance to the God. Because, you know, I can be, you know, I'm not sure, but I can find out from young lines that when you're writing a letter in the penitentiary, I've got a question for you. Yep, yep, folks, see out. Do the letter go directly out, or do we go to somebody to read it? Then it, then, then they still up and go high those when you write a letter. Well, when you write a letter, you have to be screened. All letters got to be screened. You can't tell them. They got to read the letters before you send them out. So every letter goes go to a screener. They go read them first. And they got a group of people that do that. Then they send your letters out. And how about coming in? Same way. Before your letters even get to you, a man will come to you hoping. They're going to scream every letter. And they got a group of people. Yeah, I was hearing them. Okay. All, all the letters is going to be screened. The ones that go out before you write them, they're going to be screened. And also, um, all the letters, um, they got a group of people that screen your letters. So if you want to write a letter to somebody, one of your loved ones, you can't seal it up. You can't seal up the letter. You got to just put the letter in. And they give you pre-stamped envelopes, and they're going to um, read the letter. Then they're going to send it out if it's an appropriate letter. The same way if your letter come in, if somebody was going to read your letter, I mean, somebody wrote you, I don't care who they are, they're going to, unless it's legal mail. You have to sign for legal mail, and they're going to open it in front of you just to check and make sure there's nothing inside of it. But if it's not legal mail, they're going to, um, they're going to got a group of people that read your letter before you get them. Before they go out. Yeah. So now that's the point we're making. So when John was writing a letter to the seven churches of Israel that was in Asia, China, Japan, where it was, all that, they were there. 
but he had he could not speak directly so he he was he had to always um now mother give me that psalms seventy eight verse two now give me psalm seventy eight verse two mother Book of Psalm chapter seventy eight. Psalm seventy eight. Psalm seventy eight, verse two. I will open yeah. my mouth in a parable. I will utter yeah. the saying of old. So John was writing what kind of way of mother? According to verse 2, he was writing what? So when you go down and read, he was read dark sands of old. See, when you go and read Revelation chapter 13, 18, that's a dark sand he's talking. He couldn't tell you, he said, count the number of the beast. And the number is the number of a man, which is six, six, six. 666. So when they read that, they didn't know what that means. So they were said, well, this ain't no threat. I don't know what he's doing. He's going to be playing. I don't know what he's doing. See, y'all I can put you in a situation where you don't know. But he was writing about 666. And we found out that 7 is the sign of completion. But now they're talking about this is a number of a man, which is 666. Six. See that? So that was John Wright. But remember, he's in captivity right now. Now, okay, good. Now, let's precept that, um, Elder. We're going to precept that 666. That he's writing dark sands of old by 78, verse 2. Now we're going to Matthew 13, 13, Elder. And we're going to look at Matthew 13, 13, 34, and 35. And then we're going to bring the young lion in. And the young lion, he said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm here peacefully. He said, I'm here peacefully to get in where I fit in there. And that's what, hallelujah, that's what. So we're going to bring the young lion in, and we're going to take a look, a look at this. But like I said, again, we um, we not ignorant of Satan's devices. Like we said earlier, we know that all of the nations will stop what they're doing and deliver you up. So never think that we don't know what's going on. Because the elder read soundly that the ACCC and the W, I mean, and the, you know, Latter-day Saints, they are stark enemies. But when it comes down to you, they are men they set together to deliver you up. Then they'll get back with the hot, with the hat field and McCoy. But they'll stop and deliver you up. And see, that's the part we don't understand. And that's why the children of Israel in captivity today, because they're like right now, you got, you got Simeon and Levi over there in on the island over there in 
Dominican on the same island of Dominican, Republican, and 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 Haiti. They are the same island. They two brothers, but they still would not come together. And Christopher Columbus came in and bust both of them out the head, then put a statue in the middle of both of them and told you worship me. And both of them so busy watching each other. And they and both of them keeping Columbus Day. You see what happens? And that's what we don't understand. You got to know what Yahweh have told you from the beginning. But we haven't even learned that today. See, Cody Elder dropped the bombshell in his in his uh research showing you that both of them camps but when it comes down to you, we got one here. So let's zero in and deliver the six anointed camps up. Then we can get back between our fight later, because we know we all descendants on Esau and the five sons. We can fight later. So let's show we got a problem with voices of the two Israelites. So you mother them and talk good about and ask them some questions about what you think about the mark of the beast. No, we just got to read what Mother read. Matter of fact, you don't know how to read that again. Read um, Esther chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Look what it says in verse 8 and 9. Read that again. Okay. Yeah, see, you need to pass a little microphone or something there. You know, huh? put, 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 a little, put, a little, put a little juice in there. And maybe get a little juice going on around here. So. We're going to get a little juice going on, but we can talk about this real good. <laughs> one thing about it, we want you to know that we're not ignorant of Satan devices. Hey, Elder, what you, what you get ready to read anyway, Elder? Come on, bring it, Elder. Matthew 13, 13. Matthew 13, 13. And uh, yes, looking at uh, verses 34. And 35. Mm-hmm. And 30, what you get ready to read? 35. Yes, sir. Okay, Ma- Matthew 13, 13. It says, therefore speak all right, to them in parables, because they are seeing, see not. And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. 34. Mm-hmm. Still there? Go ahead. 34. Yes, sir. All these things spake God for the Son unto the multitude in parables. And without a parable spake he not unto them. It might be fulfilled which was spoken by the seer, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which I have been kept in secret. From the foundation of the world. So, 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 so that's a dark thing. So, what, what we bring out is dark sand. So, this is dark sand. So, John was on the Isle of Patmos, and what John was bringing up a dark sand. That was a dark sand he was bringing up a dark sand. He was talking about the three sisters, but that's a dark sand. And see, that's right over your head. It's supposed to be red in Israelite head. That's the part we, but 
since you don't know, since you think you have an American Negro, you gonna you gonna take that that the three six six six. It changes the six the six 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 is uh is talking about a man. And John was in captivity when he said that. So, and we found out that the Bible has a double meaning to it. You got to know how to frame it in, but this, that's a dark saying that John is writing on the Isle of Patmos about the 666. Now, we're going to bring the young line in, Elder. Most of them bring the young line in. So when you meet the young line with a loud voice, you say, Young line out of Camp One. Brother Makai Israel, one of them up and coming teachers out of Camp One. Yahweh B.J.S.C. Ray. Yahweh Messi there. Here is Israel. Oh, C. Roy. Hallelujah. Now, hey, see, the Bible has a double meaning. Can you check? With other previous lessons, with the elder read showing you over there in Romans chapter eight, six through nine, we're not going to read. We're not going to read First Corinthians two, twelve through fourteen. That the carnal mind would never understand. They'll look. They'll think. They'll take things literal when it's a spiritual meaning to it. When John was writing, this is a spiritual meaning to it. He was talking in codes, and they read the letter. And they said, let it alone. They went, they went bad. They said, I don't know what they're saying, so we let it go. It's all right. He ain't saying nothing, but he's just talking gibberish. He's all right. So whoever read that letter about the 366, 666 is a man. They left it like that. Okay, good. Now we're going to take a look at something. Now, we know in Revelation chapter 1, Verse 17 through 19 and 41, John is right about the hereafter. So keep that in your mind. He's in captivity. He's in, he's in penitentiary. He's locked up. He's writing about the hereafter. Now, young man, what he said in Revelation chapter 14, with that understanding now, with that understanding, we're just going to back up and read 13, 1 through 18. We're just going to back up to 13, 1 through 18. We're just going to enjoy some of this. And then we're going to break some stuff down. We're going to Revelation's end time prophecy. Understand something. We're just not reading to be reading. We're going to set the stage up that John writes from incarcerated. And his letters will be scrutinized before he sent out. Now, John is writing in the 13th chapter, 1 through 18. Let's see what he said. Y'all line, Brother Makai. Put some, put some out of here there. You on the clock. Come on. Going over to the book of Revelation, chapter 13. We're going to read verse 1 down to verse number 18. Yeah. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 1 reads. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. Verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power, and his feet, and his great authority. Verse 3. And I saw one of his heads, as it were wounded to death, 
and his daily and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Verse four, and they worshipped the dragon, which have which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Verse five, and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy. And power was given unto him to continue forty-two months. Verse 6. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Yahweh to blasphemy his name in his temple and them that dwell in heaven. Verse 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kings in tongues Verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Verse 9. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Verse 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with this war. Here is the patience of the saints. Verse 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. Verse 12. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him. And causing the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Verse 13. And he do great wonders, so that he make fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Verse 14. And deceive them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound, which had the wound by the sword, by a sword and did live. Verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak. And cause that as many as should not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Verse 18. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 600. Six, four, Read verse, uh, 
13, 16, and 17 again. Right. Right. Good. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 16, and verse 17. Verse 16 reads, And he calls all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, say he that has the beast. I mean, he that has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his men. All right. And let's please up there to the eighth chapter there, you know, hey, Mother, you give me that, uh, have that 14 8 waiting on you. You pat on that Revelation 14 verse 8. Um, let's go very interesting now. Let's go on to the eighth chapter there, young man. Come back. And let's, if you got that mark, let's find out exactly what's going on with that mark. And let's find another name for that mark. We're going to Acts chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse number Acts chapter 8. We won't look at Acts chapter eight. We're gonna pick it up at verse number. Hmm. What we want? Uh, verse number eleven. We can pick it up at eight. Okay. Yeah. Um. Pick it up at verse number number eight. Yeah. Eight verse eight. Okay. Eight verse eight. Book of Acts chapter eight. Pick it up at verse number eight. Listen good. Verse eight reads. What? And there was great joy in that city. It was great joy. So that city had great joy. Go ahead. Verse 9. But there was a certain man yes. called Sin, which before time in the same city used sorcery. Well, what did he do? Sorcery. Go ahead. And bewitched the people. What did he do? Bewitched the people of Samaria, uh-huh. getting out that himself was some great woman. Oh, so he's been with the people. So he using, he is being with the people. Go ahead, read. Okay. Verse number 10. To whom they all gave heed, and everybody gave heed to this, this Simon the sorcerer. Mm-hmm. with Everybody gave heed. Come on. From the least to the greatest. From the least to the greatest. Thanks. What did they say? This man is the great power of Yahweh. He said, this man, but he's bewitching them. He is bewitching them, but they're saying, this is the great power of Yahweh. They were happy by being bewitched. Verse 11. Verse 11. What? And to him, they had regard. Uh-huh. Because that a long time. Long time. He had bewitched them with sorcery. So you see, sometimes you can be a long time being bewitched with sorcery, but you don't know you've been bewitched. I know a person, if they knew they were being bewitched, a lot of people stop being bewitched if they find they find out. Mm-hmm. That's why if you got a license somewhere around you, you used to say, hey, I got to watch what I'm saying. You were you a license. You know, sometimes you be with be with so long that you know what could I say? Now watch mother, Mother E. Now Mother E, we were looking at end time prophecy. Another name for this 
be which is receiving this mark. So you can be, so they receive the mark of the mark. They got the mark by being bewitched. Now we're going to end time prophecy in the 14th chapter, Mother. And we'll pick it verse 8 until we get our point. We're going to Revelation chapter 14, verse number 8. Let's get our point. Keep reading. Come on. Book of Revelation chapter 14, verse 8. And there followed another angel, said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has, because she made all nations to drink of the wine of, of the wrath of her fornication. Mm-hmm. Verse 9, and the third angel followed them, saying, with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive mm-hmm. his mark in his forehead yeah. or in his yeah. hand, the yeah. same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of Yahweh, which is poured out without mixture unto the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of all, in the presence of the righteous angels and in the presence of the Lamb. So, and we find out that anybody worship, we're talking about worship now, is beast. Mm-hmm. Worship, we're talking worship. Mm-hmm. So if you worship the beast and the beast image, uh, what will happen to you again, mother? Okay. Now, if you don't, if, when you don't know, you don't know. Because for a long time, they were bewitched. And they had that mark for a long time. But, now, if you don't know, then, a, a mother, mother Z, if you don't know, and St. John chapter 9, Mother B. <laughs> verse 39 to 41, Mother B. What was you don't know? What was you don't know? Let's see what you got written, Mother B. And St. John chapter 9, verse 39 to 41. You might not know you've been bewitched. You might not know you have the mark. You know, a lot of big Christian organizations and a lot of big Israelite camps, they say the mark is a, a chip. They put a chip inside you, you know. <laughs> but we're going to find out. You know, when you go to the dollar and yeah. So now, Mother Z, what are you getting ready to read, Mother Z? St. John, chapter 9, verse 39 to 41. Yeah. St. John, chapter 9. Verse 39 to 41. St. John, chapter, <clears throat> chapter 9, verse 39. Verse 39. And Yahweh said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might 
see, and they that would see might be made blind. Verse 40, and some of the Pharisees, which was with him, heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Verse 41, Yahweh said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now he says, We see, therefore ye, therefore your sins remain. So, uh, what he's saying here, mother, he's saying, um, you might not know what the mark, you've been told all your life that the mark is a chip that puts a chip in your body and all this stuff, and then you got to, you can't buy or sell unless you, unless they twist you open and put a chip inside your head and all that kind of stuff, you know, a whole lot of things, but what well, we find out, the Bible has a double meaning. So this mark is the mark that also is the mark of a man and man's name. And this mark carries more than just a, what's the name that chip they call? I forgot the name of it right now. I heard, you know, heard about it in, in a minute. But we found this mark that you receive. You, you say, well, I don't want that mark. I don't want that mark. But we find out this mark, if you worship his image, you can get the mark. If you tied up with this man, you can have the mark already. So now you got to examine yourself and see, do you have the mark already, you know, he said, but he said, now, if you receive this mark, if you get this mark, that means when he get here, hey, hey, yo, look still. Now, if he get here and if he catch you like music or chair, if he catch you with this mark, what do you say he's going to do in 14, verse 10, hey, yo, look what do you say he's going to do? Yeah, what do you say you're going to do? Now, you know, like the game called the music of chairs. You got 11 chairs and 10 and 13 people, 11 and 12 people. So when the music stops, somebody ain't going to have a seat. And then when you have a seat, you got to view out. So he's saying this mark, if he catch you with this mark, let's see what going to do in verse 10. Uh, Revelation 14, okay. verse 10. Let's see if he catches what he got written. If he catches with his mark. In Revelation 14, verse number 10. Yes, sir. 10 says, The same shall drink of the whole wine of the wrath of Yahweh, which is. Read that again, El. Take it down, read that again, but a nice noise. Take your time, just okay. get in the microphone. Revelation 14.10. 14.10 says, The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of Yahweh, which is poured out without mixture into a cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with the fire and brimstone 
and the presence of the righteous minister spirits, and in the presence of the Lamb. Yeah. So if you if you got you got to examine yourself because you might can have the mark now, but he's saying, but don't let him catch you with the mark because if he catch you with his mark. Um, hey, yo, you want to break down verse 10? Young lines in the wings. You can uh, break it down or pass it on. What he's saying in verse 10. Well, we can pass it on. Like the young line, line but I'll break it down. All right. Come on, that young, young line. Break that, break, that, break that verse down. What he's saying in that. What he's saying in that verse 10. Break it down for the national order. Make it, make it plain for them. Okay, he's saying that it's getting uh, the microphone there, young know, man. Right? He's saying right now in Revelation 14, verse 10, that um, if you got that mark, and you drinking of that wine, if you drink, if you got that mark, then you will be fed the wine or the wrath of Yahweh. Yahweh wrath will come upon you. Um, and he's saying you get the cup of deep, uh, indignation, and you're going to be tormented in the fire, the brine stone. In the presence of a menacing spirit, in the presence of the land. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be tortured and burnt. You're going to be hidden and made So, So we need to find out what this mark is because he's saying that if he, if you, if he catch you with his mark, he always, um, he always will do some things that we can read that young man. Mm-hmm. He'll do some, some Hosea. He'll do some Hosea. No, he'll do some Hosea there, young man. Uh, he'll do something in Hosea that we need to read what he'll do. In the book of Hosea, uh, young man, he'll do some things in Hosea. 10 verse 12. Remember, John was on the Isle of Papal. So John had to down two with some 12, verse 10 of the book called Hosea the Seer. What is what he's written in 12, verse 10? Okay, going to the book of Hosea. Going to chapter 12, I mean chapter, yeah, 12, verse number 10. 12, verse 10, read. Verse 12, 12 the book of Hosea, chapter 12, verse 10, verse 10, read. I have also spoken by the spirit, and I have multiplied this in you similitude by the ministry of the You see that? He said he he spoke by the seer and he used similitude. That means he always he wasn't direct, but he used he compared something with something. He just compared a man with a beast. He compared symbols. He spoke. So you got to know what he's saying when he's saying that if you get this mark, he's gonna he's gonna whoop you real bad. And when he spoke, John could tell you straight out who's nobody else. So he just used the six six six, but it's the number of a man. See, it's the number of a man. And when you 
We're not going to get on that right now, but we're going to find out about this mark. So this right here probably be a pretty long series. So we want to break it down for those that got to hear to hear. But it's not going to work with you unless you understand what's written by the young line in Romans chapter 8, verse 6 through 9. It's going to get past you. And Mother E, have me Mark chapter 4, 9 through 11, waiting on it, Mother. Have me, and Mother Z, have me 18, verse 4, Revelation. Let's see what we can get going on. Now, listen to this right here. Listen to this. We're getting ready to read. Come on out, y'all, man. Revelation 
Revelation chapter 18, verse 4, verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sin, and that ye receive not of her pledge. 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 Again, now everyone from his evil way, 
and for the evil of your doing, and dwell in the land that the Yahweh has given unto you and to your fathers forever and ever. Right, so, so they say, they say it's there. Still, God is go find the elders, all the dignitaries of Israel, and tell them, look, turn, turn, stop being around before this man who can die and change you. So now the seal was sent to tell the children of Judah, stop what you're doing now. Go ahead and read. Verse 6. And go not after false Jaguar. Yes. To serve him. Yes. And to worship him. Uh-huh. And provoke me not to anger with the word, with the work of your hand. He said the work of your hand can, can get you in trouble. He you you know, uh, when it's the mouth, your mouth can get you, you can, uh, I forgot I say, your mouth can write a ticket that you really can't raise. You say your hands can get you in trouble. But the work of your hands can get you in trouble. That was Jeremiah is telling the big dignitaries of the southern kingdom. Go ahead. And I will do you no hurt. So, and, and, he, and Jeremiah telling him, listen, if y'all don't stop your wicked ways, but if you stop your wicked ways, I will not do you no hurt. This man will hurt you. The one that you call by the name that you call him wrong, this man is vain. He said, I will hurt you. Where are you? that? What? Yet you have not hearkened unto me, said the Yahweh, that you might provoke me to anger. Yes. With the work of your hands to your work worship your hands to your own hurt. To your own hurt is by the works of your hands. So Jeremiah warned all the big things to me. Stop being low down. Yahweh is he's sending the message to the Stop being low down. Now you gotta find we gotta find out what, what what happened by being low down goes. And you know, hold that point right there, but you got in Jeremiah, I mean in Ezekiel. Hold that point there, Elder. You know, he cause he warning them back up to the fourth chapter you know, of Jeremiah. I, I need to get a little bit more of this and see what's going on. I need a little bit more of this. I gotta find out some more about this, El. So back up, El of Mr. Kill Israel. We want to find out a little bit more about this in Jeremiah 4. Let's find out exactly if they don't stop what they're doing, what's gonna happen. And mother hell me, mother mother Eve. Hell me that ninth chapter of the book. Oh, you think of one, two, four, that way, you know. Make sure you there with a marker there. But the elders, Mr. Chief of Israel, we're going to look at something in Jeremiah chapter 4. And we're going to take a look at some things on the way up. I'm looking at some things. Let's see if one there, you come on. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 1. Yes, sir. Let's read a little bit. Let's see what's going on. One says, If I would return, O Israel, 
Return unto me, and if thou wilt pull away thine abominations out of my sight, then shall then shall not not remove. Okay, two. And thou shalt swear a Yahweh liveth in truth and judgment and in righteousness. And all the nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him shall they glory. Three. For thus says to Yahweh, to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your hollow ground, and sow not among thorns. Four, circumcise yourselves to the Yahweh. Take away the four skins of your heart of mine. Ye men of Judah and heavens of Jerusalem, least my fury come forth like fire, and burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doing. Declare ye in Judah And publish in Jerusalem And say Bow ye the trumpet in the land Cry Gather together and say Assemble yourselves And let us go into the defense of cities Six Set up a standard Toward Zion And retire Say not for I will bring evil from the north and a great destruction. Seven. Okay, good. So um Okay. So he's telling the children of Judah by Jeremiah, turn from your evil, wicked ways and put down the abomination that you don't turn. And I want to be in the earth. Because now look at 5 verse 7. Jeremiah 5 verse 7. Now look what he says in 5 verse 7. Now Jeremiah was here. He was a he was theater of the hour. And look what he says in 5 verse 7. Jeremiah's same book, 5 verse 7. Let me say it. Five verse seven says. How shall I pardon thee for this? Thy children have forsaken me, forsaken me, and sworn by them that are no Yaquas. When I had fed, fed them to the full, then they committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the Harriet houses, Harlot houses. In Harlot houses. houses. We break down hearted houses. They can go on to churches that not belong to themselves. He said they start going to churches that he themselves. They start going to churches at the hearted house. So now, how do you know what kind of church you going to today? Are you going to a church that uh up by the hardest houses? He said they didn't start doing girl nice. He said they'll assemble themselves. And by troops, I mean a large, big group. You know, like one of the elders tell me earlier, his um, pastor got two million members. 
according to verse 8. But we keep the Sabbath day according to Leviticus 24, verse 8. It is Sabbath. We shall set in order. The so every Saturday, you're going to set that in order. Being taken for the children of Israel by an everlasting covenant. Saturday, when the sun goes down on Friday, the sun goes down on Saturday. You didn't give the first day of the week. Come Wednesday. And my fact, you can be a female and, and not knowing that. For your first job, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yeah. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. You see, the Almighty days, when the sun set on Friday and the sun set on Saturday. Now, if you're not keeping that day, then you worry about the chip coming. Look, you already got the chip. Because you have received the mark of the beast. And the beast is an other necessary in the land. A man in it and a man following it. You've already received it. So you got it on you. You got the marvelous beast already by not keeping the Sabbath. And you can get it off you. That's why we tell you that it's not a physical mark. It's a spiritual mark that you're doing by not keeping the Sabbath day, by night, seven night. But you can make a definite long you, you know, you can't do enough. It's up to you to hear the word and apply the word. Now, remember that Mark, John was right about that Mark. Now, Mother, get ready to read Ezekiel 9, 1 through 4, and the closing statement. Hey, Mother, give me that, give me that 9, 1 through 4, and the closing statement, and we'll get back at it at the bottom part of the Saturday. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So, Mother, Mother E, what you would say is in Ezekiel 9, 1, 2, 3, 4, and the closing statement. Come on. Ezekiel chapter 9, verses 1 to 4. Verse 1. He cried also. He cried also in my ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroyer, destroying weapon in his hand. Verse 2. And behold, six men came from the way of the high gate. 
which lies towards the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with a writing inkhorn by his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. Verse 3. And the glory of the Yahweh of Israel was gone up from the cherubim. Weapons upon, whereupon he was to be thirsting hold of the house. And, and he called to the man clothed with the linen, which had the riding ink on by his side. Verse 4. And the Yahweh said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, throughout the midst of Jerusalem, outside Judah, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that fight and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Go to bed now, mother and uh, mother, mother D. Have me Romans sixteen verse seven. Go to bed now, mother Um, mother, you you said he said now to this mark. He said now go y'all go and peep and see who got this mark on. Now, mother, give me the closing statement, and we're gonna find out a little bit more about this. And Yahweh said, but go to the midst of the city, to all the Jews, and set a mark upon their forehead. Now, he didn't do your head. He made your mind burn by you understanding this word and that bathroom word. So he ain't talking about doing surgery here. He wasn't putting your head on, doing nothing. The mark was spiritual. That this thing is spiritual right here. Bible have a double E, and that's the part we bring out. Hey, Mother E, close statement. Catch you on the bottom part of the Sabbath day. Eyeball to eyeball, come out. Thank y'all for this class. Thank y'all for the teacher. Thank y'all for the elder. And thank and praise y'all for the ones that listen in. And thank and praise y'all that I'm able to be in the class. Hallelujah, y'all. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Romans chapter 16, verse 17, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, make, make them which can, can curse. 
Islam and Christianity. All of the contrary is out. Because when the sun goes down on Friday, the sun goes down on Saturday, that's the day of worship. See? So that means you got the mother already, but you get up. See? Hello, Mr. Kidd. You still got something to say. In the 44th chapter, verse 5, and the closing statement, after you read the hell, you see what it is written? What is Ezekiel 44, verse 5, the hell? Hell of the city of Israel, what is there we can read in Ezekiel 44, verse 5? What is that? Um, here, we cut the hell off. Go to the next one. Okay, well, you your radio station. You got I know you want to cut somebody off, huh? All right. Okay, so now, young line, can you uh, give me that verse in, in Ezekiel 44 verse 5? What does it say? Young line, I'm going to cut All right, going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 44, picking up at verse number 5. Verse 5 is. And Yahweh said unto me, Son of man, mark well, and behold with thy eyes, and hear with thy ears all that I say unto you concerning all the ordinances of the temple of the Yahweh. So they don't know tomorrow. Tell them this is that's what I said. This mark is mark well. Tonight he got the mark well, and you know, take a note. And then once he gets his own together, now he got to go to the children of Israel. Mark is well. See? Let's go to Revelation 13, 16 and 17, that young line. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 and 17. Listen to this. Going over to the book of Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 and verse 17. Yeah. Verse 16 reads, what? And he calls it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that has a mark for the name of the beast or the number of his name. So, so his mark. You're not going to be able to buy or sell. Now, this mark is, is talking about you can't buy or sell because you don't have this mark. What mark are you talking about? You know what we read over here in uh, Esther chapter 3, verse 8 and 9? Let's read this again. Let's see, can we help you out about this mark? All right, I, I don't know when mark coming, but I'll. Yeah. And dispersed among 
books, right? and their laws are diverse from yeah. all people. Yeah. Neither he say the king's laws, mm -hmm. therefore it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. So, so they so they have the king's law. So the king's law was was the king's law. So the reason you're not gonna be able to buy or sell because they're gonna recognize you and them princes and all that kind of stuff. But you're gonna mess around and try to get a little nervous and you will forget and they're gonna box you out. Oh yeah, there's more with that. They're gonna hold you back. This is spiritual talking. See, you gonna be you gonna be separated. And they're gonna recognize you. You ain't you ain't you ain't here on Sunday. You ain't go to the Lord God and Jesus and peace and Christmas. But we ain't gonna fail to you. That's what it means. We ain't doing nothing for you. We ain't you can't buy nothing from here. See? Because you didn't got our mark. Our mark is the Lord God and Jesus and, and skinny jeans. You ain't wearing skinny jeans. Huh? So now that's the mark.
Ezekiel chapter 9. Yeah, verse 5. We want to pick it up at verse number 5. Uh-huh. The book of Ezekiel chapter 9. We're going to pick it up at verse number 5. Listen good, listen good. Hey, mother, listen good. Now, listen, I, I remember. We talked about this mark. And we want to see do they have the mark already? Because he says, um, he said, now go to the city and verse four, and Yahweh says, verse four, go to the midst of the city throughout all Judah and set a mark upon their foreheads of the men that cried, that, that cried for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. You know, like, all I want to do is some crying in the voices of the two Israelites. So now, verse 5, listen.